Welcome to Broad Ideas. Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Good morning. Today, we have Lewis Pullman. He's really coming up in this world, I gotta say. <laughs> um, he is an actor. I will not name names, but he was in a massive thing. Very cool. Anyway. A blockbuster, some would say. A blockbuster, some might say. <laughs> but yeah, we have him on today. And honestly, probably one of our favorite conversations, wouldn't you say? Yep. He's got a play also. By the time this airs, it will have already happened. Right. So you can't so. see it. It's called A Steady Rain. A Steady Rain. Are you going, Rob? I'll go with you. To be determined. TBD. It's this weekend, right? Yeah. Um. 25th and 26th. At That's 8 p.m. It? at the Hudson Theaters. Oh. oh, and the 27th at 2 and 7. Oh. All right. We'll get back to that. But let's talk to Lewis. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. To join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. How's it going? Guys talking mummies? Yeah, we're we are. <laughs> but it, we thought it was private mummy talk. And then, then there you are. Pretty public mummy talk. Olivia claimed I sent a picture all wrapped up in something, and so that you were, you were like, it was like leathery. What do you mean? I mean, should I go through my pictures and find it? You were wrapped. I sent it to you. You were wrapped up in all forms of leather. I don't have all forms of leather. Rachel Sarah Bilson, you have uh, some laundry <laughs> where you were all wrapped up, and it looked like dominatrix. Hi, Lewis. Lewis, welcome to Broad Ideas. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's how we open every interview, by the way. Yeah. So it sounds like I'm, I don't know if we want to go back and, and kind of <laughs> confirm whether it was a leather mummy or it was a different uh, kind of mummy. How do you feel about just getting like unsolicited pictures sent to you? I dep it depends on who's doing it, I guess. <laughs> Louis, where did you grow up? I grew up. A lot in LA and then partially in Montana. And oh. then a lot of following my dad around, you know, kind of would bounce around from city to city with him, me and my brother and sister, and kind of do some homeschooling. So it was a bit of a, a ramshackle kind of um, array of things, of places. Oh, that's awesome. So you'd go with? We'd go with for a lot, depending on the job. Like if it was a long one or if it was far, if he couldn't come back on the weekends. Yeah, we we just kind of pack up and, and follow him out there. It's a good idea. I had a big crush on your dad growing up. I hear that a lot. You do? Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. was super, super, super crush worthy. Not to say I don't yeah. now, I probably still do, but. Yeah, no, he, he has, he's got some good, uh, I mean, some of those performances are just, and also if you look at like, um, God, is it while you're sleeping where yes. he's wearing these like Wranglers that are super tight? He's just, he's got like this kind of like blown hair. He's like so, I mean, he's stud. He's, he's number one stud in my book. Yeah, he's super stud. <laughs> well, he's so also cute. got the vibe of the man you want to settle. You want to win him. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want him to be the one that stays. Yeah, totally. He's that Which guy. is interesting because for a minute, I think he was playing like the guy who didn't get the girl. And then I think a lot of people realized, no, we want him to get the girl. Yeah, we want him we to get the see, girl. Let's see Bill get the girl. Yeah. Does he still have his girl or are your parents together? Yeah, they're together. They've been together over 30 years. That's so sweet. That's crazy. Yeah crazy in this industry it is i know it's pretty <laughs> wild yeah but just the fact that you guys like went with him and stuff you can tell it was a solid little family unit you had going on there yeah i think like at the time of course you're like why am i going to vancouver for six months and missing out <laughs> on high school or whatever but and then you look back and you're like no it's actually like it's probably one of the best ways as a, at a young age to be able to see kind of get out of the bubble and see the broad, expansive nature of humankind. And um, got really, really close with my siblings. Aww. And yeah, it's a good way to keep the unit tight. Where was the place that like in your brain is the best memory? Like traveling? Yeah. Probably Prague. <laughs> oh, like we yeah. went with him to Prague. And um, although I did burn my foot, all the skin off my foot off. What? Yeah, we, I slipped in, under a sauna and I burned oh. all my skin off. It just fell off like a glove. Oh my God. <laughs> but then I was just, just rocking right into some gore. Yeah. Um, but then I, um, you know, I got to watch the Goonies and eat like black licorice with my tutor all day. So. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Do you think that that's what contributed to your parents lasting so long is that you guys went and that your dad wasn't just off and away? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, from what I know, it's it's a uh, it's impossible to do it right all the time, you know. Every job is different and if you're not trying to just take jobs where you're living, it's it's going to create a lot of, you know, turbulence, I guess. But yeah, that definitely created some consistency cuz that was like, you know, it was always me, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and that was like our constant. So it was like a traveling home in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that that's a good call, Olivia. I think that's probably why. <laughs> and where do you fall with the kids? Are you oldest, middle? Hmm. I'm the baby. You're the baby. Yeah. Got what it. about you guys? I'm the baby. We're the babies. We are the babies. You're both? not the baby. Well, I'm Rachel. I mean, my dad got remarried, and I have much younger half sisters. But you're the okay, baby. But yeah. I grew up. She the baby. grew up the baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you grew up the baby, you earn the baby stripes. Although people say that you get it easy if you're a baby. It's not true. No. No. It's not true. No, it's I not. I don't think it's true at all. I still get shit from my sister about like getting a boom box before she did. <laughs> Is she the oldest? Yeah, she's the oldest. My brother's the middle. <laughs> I love it. A big sister just giving you shit your whole life. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, because yeah. I mean, they say like that once you they get to the youngest, they're kind of like a little bit more uh, lenient and they're like not as strict and stuff. But mm-hmm. it wasn't true in my case. <laughs> it was true in mine. but It was? And yours. It wasn't in mine? Yeah, our our parents were well massaged before it got to be our time that we got away with everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. But we always mm-hmm. say, Olivia and I both say, we're very, because we had older brothers who always fucked with us like our whole life and it gave us a thick skin, whatever. But now, like once we got older, we always wanted to like date the guys that would just give us shit and make fun of us. And we think that it's a yeah. product of growing up with constant badgering. A theory. I think that makes sense. Right. That's a definite mode of, of affection. But I know. Favorite. Yeah. Well. yeah. We're like, oh, he was. If so like somebody mean. feels like they can fuck with you and like really like jab you in your soft spots, I think that's a sign of affection. Yeah. Right? We agree. It's a winner. 
Like girls are like, oh, he was so nice to me. We're like, okay. <laughs> Rachel will be like, he told me I look like a doofus. I'm like, I <laughs> it's like the classic thing of what everyone's saying now. Of like, I want like an equal flirt to roast ratio. Oh, wait, that's a saying. Okay, okay wait. See, that's it. Lewis, we want to know from Me, you. You're yeah. like the beating heartbeat of your generation. You know, you're 30, dating, whatever. The sayings, like, I haven't heard that. That's genius. <laughs> it's good. I didn't make it up, but I've heard it around town. Oh my God, that's so funny. Flirt to roast ratio. It's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel the same way. What's wit? Like if the person doesn't have the the wit to do that, it's kind of boring. Yeah. 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 And if like it, roasting is such a razor line, kind of like tightrope walk. So like if you fuck it up, it's kind of like all of a sudden you're just being mean. And right. mm. so I think it is a bit of an art and it is kind of fun because it's like, yeah, I don't know. You're like, wait, what's going on? Right. It depends on the person. I definitely dated someone way back in the day that was like, you're mean. And I was like, no, no, you're just not quick enough. <laughs> you know, like, because yeah. I don't think I'm mean. Well, no, wait, maybe, mean. I, maybe I can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's just really personal. Yeah, that's like a personal attack. <laughs> yeah, that was just cold. <laughs> but I also think that have you guys dated anyone who tries to roast and it's like, it's like, oh my God, that's too far. Or it's not right. It just didn't yes. feel right. Oh my, we had, one of our best friends dated someone that was just a joke killer. And it was so painful because yeah. they would always try to land. And it was just, it was so brutal that I just, you know what I'm talking about, Olivia? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I like you're that like, you cover your mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, just in case like everyone funny. listening can like see me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, that's not cute and charming. That's just straight up actually mean. It's an art. Like it's yes. actually yeah. an art where it's, it's like it makes you feel special and it makes you feel like you always, I don't know. For me, I've always liked it when the guy like picks on you just enough that you feel special and seen. Mm. Totally. I think seen is the word. Yeah. Cause it's like a, a perfect roast is kind of like, oh, you saw that and you noticed that. You're like watching me really closely. Exactly. Right. And yeah. it's endearing. It's like they find something cute and goofy about you. I think also generationally, like you're saying roast, someone like yeah. older that had would say burn, which I've yeah. never said. And I think Olivia, I feel like we would say talk shit. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Generational. Is there a difference between roast and talk shit? Mm, no. No. Mm -mm. Terms. My seven-year-old yeah. son will be driving and he'll be like, mom, roast me. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, roast me. And I'll start like coming up with ways to roast him. And I'm like, like that? And he's like, yeah. yeah. Like he, he wants it. He's asking for it. It's like, did you guys watch, sorry, whoa, just veer into this realm. But did you guys watch Succession? I'm not caught up, but I've gotten through a good portion. So did you always know that you wanted to follow in your father's footsteps? No. Um I didn't. I, I mean, I knew we were a super artistic family, you know, like neither me nor my brother nor my sister can uh, do our taxes, but we can definitely put on a show, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, we were bouncing around in, in different art forms and different mediums. Um, but I was going to be a drummer. I fucking loved rock and roll. I was going to be a fucking rock and roll drummer. <laughs> and then my mom was, I was like going to go on fucking tour with my my two buddies, Kyle and Indio. And then my mom was like, uh, no, dude, you're going to college. So I went to college and then, and I had started to do some theater towards the end of, of high school. 
but I got really into it in college and, and uh, just started doing a lot of shorts and music videos and just started, cause I, I was like a pretty um, anxious kid. And so it was a pretty terrifying thought to go do that because um, even just playing live shows was scary enough for me. But then when I did it, I auditioned for something and I like for the week after I did that audition, I felt this kind of levity, like this sort of weightlessness. Like I had just kind of blown out my ceiling of discomfort and then everything else felt like, you know, it's like I had been running with weights on and for like a week I felt like this kind of ease and with socializing. And that's what kind of drew me in. And, um, I, I, I kind of like, you know, my dad kept, we, I probably only visited set, you know, a number of times. He wasn't like bringing us to a lot of events or anything. We're pretty separated from the world. So I was a little bit naive about it, you know, until I started to get more curious and then uh, started to kind of, you know, at first, of course, I was like, I'm going to fucking do this on my own. And like, you know, you know and then quickly realized how um, stupid that was. And I had a, you know, brilliant resource uh, yeah. right there in the in the house with me so um <laughs> then it became like a beautiful thing that you know my dad and I have been able to bond over and and uh you know strengthen our friendship over which has been one of the best parts about it that's really sweet and did you say your siblings what do they do um my sister they're both musicians my sister she teaches uh vocal lessons and she also is a great singer songwriter and um my brother does a whole bunch of stuff. He plays a, a lot of instruments and then he also makes like puppets and props and like stuff for theater companies and, you know, different kind of like music videos and documentaries and stuff. That's cool. He's really good with his hands. Yeah. Was your dad supportive or did he try and steer you in a different direction or what was his take on it? Um, no, he was really supportive. I mean, he, him and my mom were both kind of like, just waiting in the wings, seeing what I was going to decide to do and whatever I decided to do besides not go to college. My mom wasn't <laughs> down with that. Um, they were going to be game for. I think my dad was just, he knows how much, you know, if you don't love it, it's it's not going to happen, you know, like, because there's, there's a lot of moments where in order to push through, you know, you have to be carried through with your love for what you're doing, which goes for anything you do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but definitely with acting. Um, and I think he was just kind of maybe waiting to see if I had the bug, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you do. But you got a notebook there? What do you got on that notebook? Oh, did oh. you see my notebook? Oh, you shouldn't yeah, ask that just question. Caught a <laughs> I don't know if you want to know what's on Do you want to know? No, I'll just find out as we go, I guess. Yes, as Let's we just go. go. For it. We should. If you had a different famous dad, who would you pick? <laughs> Whoa, holy smokes. I've never been asked that question. Oh, man, what a good question. I would go with either Steve Zahn or um, Jeff Bridges. Can you, can you give us a why? Steve Zahn seems like he goes through life. I guess for both of these dudes, it feels like they have a good sense of like taking life seriously while also treating it with such kind of like a graceful levity. Like, mm. it seems like stuff rolls off their back real easy. They appreciate and they look into the qualities of life very deeply, but also don't get so dragged down and aren't anchored down by it. Um, and I feel like I have a lot I'd want to learn from those guys, and I'd love to hang out with them. I mean, I love, <laughs> uh, you know, hanging out with Jeff. He's amazing. But yeah. I've never met Steve, but 
I love that Steve was your first go-to. You were like, Steve's on. <laughs> he's like, everything that he's in, he's just like, he lights it up. And I can't imagine what he's like to hang out with and, you know, go fishing with or whatever dads and sons do. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't know. Oh, go fishing. I thought you said go vision with. I was You're like, like vision board? go vision Did questing with? I'd love to go vision questing with Steve Zahn. Vision boards? <laughs> So here's something we also want to pick your brain about because we brought it up earlier, generational differences, right? So dating, you're 30. It's obviously different out there. Terminology is different, you know, sayings, whatnot. We kind of want to pick your brain on what it's like. Like you're living in a world with a ton of dating apps, social media, all of these things. So we have some questions like surrounding that. Okay. One being, look how happy he is. He's really happy. He's so happy. He's like, great, let's go there. Thank you. Thank you. My body language just got so restricted. (laughs) You're like in a fetal ball. (laughs) Um, Like, okay, so you start dating a girl and, you know, this day and age, you go to their Instagram or whatever they have. But on their page, it's like just a ton of thirst traps. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't have an Instagram anymore, but um, I don't know. That's cool if it's that's what she likes doing. So no problem with it. I don't have any problem with that. Okay. The second part. <laughs> that's a I mean, clear answer. Because like, <laughs> you know, if that's what she, it's like your Instagram is. He's like, it's like your Instagram, Rachel. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I got rid of my Instagram, I was like, I just was doing it so I wouldn't be distracted on a job. And then I never got it back because I realized how starting to use my time in better ways. I don't have very good like impulse control with like, you know, that kind of like it's built to be addicting. So like I've got a, you know, addictive personality. So I would just like spend an hour down and be like, where'd that fucking hour go? Mm. And I didn't really realize it until I got it out. But I still, you know, know about Instagram and like you can still go on safari.com and type in Instagram slash, you know. Steve's on and see what his, what his <laughs> Instagram is looking like. Um, but um, I just know that like, you know, whatever you're putting on there is either some fragment of yourself or whatever you want, uh, the, the sole fragment you, that you want to be magnified. And so like, if somebody wants to put some sexy ass pictures on there, then like, that feels good for them. Like, you know, whatever feels good. <laughs> and would you expect that to change once you're in a relationship or you're cool with it remaining? No, totally cool with that. Yeah. Especially if like that's, you know, if that's them, that's the person that you're signing up to be with and you know that that's something that they do and you don't mind it, then what, you can't like shift. Yeah. You can't expect them to change once you get into a relationship. Very evolved thinking for your 30-year-old brain. And you know what bothers me about that whole terminology is the thirst trap stigma that goes to it. Because why aren't, people just allowed to put pictures where they feel beautiful or cute or sexy or whatever it is and it not be some thirst trap for attention but because they wanted to put the picture up because they like it yeah and like if they get endorphins from that and like if they get appreciation and people are like you look smoking here and that makes their day then like you got a free way to make your day are you kidding me why wouldn't you use it (laughs) doesn't cost anything that's a good caption yeah. Put a thirst trap up and be like, it's a free way to make my day. It's a free way <laughs> to make my day.
Broad Ideas is supported by Blissey. Who knew that a better pillowcase is all you need for better sleep? Let's talk about staying cool throughout the night and waking up with hydrated skin and hair. Sleep better this summer with Blissey's award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcases. Blissey pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic, so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. So good for those with allergies, and unlike other silk pillowcases, these are of the highest quality silk and are machine washable, durable, and even have a zipper to hold your pillow in place. I love the Blissey pillowcases so much. I sleep so much better at night, and you know what else? My hair in the morning. Frizz is gone. I'm not even kidding. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissey.com slash Rachel and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash Rachel and use code Rachel to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissey. Broad Ideas is supported by Quince. You know, even though I have a ton of stuff in my closet, I'm not going to lie, I just, I felt like I never had anything to wear. I know that sounds crazy. I do. Because, I mean, of course I have things to wear, but I just always felt like I didn't have things to wear. Then I found Quince and I have finally given my closet the upgrade we both desperately needed. I have built out a capsule wardrobe with pieces that can be styled for any occasion. I mean, it just makes my life so much easier knowing I can just pick out anything from the capsule I've made and I'm ready to go. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever, which makes putting together that outfit way easier. And here's the kicker. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. I love my fisherman sweater. I cannot wait for the weather to get a little cooler so I can wear it every day. I mean, I still wear it now. I'm not going to lie. Take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com ideas for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ideas and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ideas. As we're sitting here talking about this, the only thing going through my brain is like, there's one picture I can think of that's on my Instagram that I'm still thinking like, I got to take that down. It's like, it's such thirst trap that I'm uncomfortable. It's still there. So then there's the other side of the coin of like not feeling like I feel good. I'm going to do this for me. I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't like putting that out there because then I feel like it's, I don't know. Here's my question. Do you, what's your caption on that? Did you feel like you had to be like this, like, um, kind of disguise it as not a thirst trap in order to, or did you, did you just own it? I feel like you should own it if you're going to do it. I'd have to go back and look and see what caption I picked. Uh, I think I called it out as like, eh, this is probably a little whatever. But, yeah. you know, because people are like, you need to do this for whatever, your job and your persona and all this bullshit and you do it. But I'm not comfortable doing that. Like I literally... I'm going to be obsessing over like, okay, I need to go on it and delete it. Wait, somebody told you that for your job, you should post with our strap? No. <laughs> that was like a requirement in the contract. Who's giving you advice? <laughs> no, but people just, you know, like we have friends who are like running social media accounts and they're like, you yeah, need to be yeah. doing this and like more pictures of you. Get the algorithm up. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And it's right, so right. hard because it's not my natural instinct. So it actually takes effort to be like, uh, and every time I do it, I still feel weird about it. But so there's yeah. like, you know. I think that's sort of the nature of the gram, right? Right. Is you kind of get swept up into doing these things. I felt myself like, also like when I had it, get all these offers to do like, get like free shit mm -hmm. and i was like at first i was like holy shit people are just giving stuff out left mm -hmm. and right what is going on here and then i realized like very quickly like nothing is free like nothing's ever free and then all of a sudden you're obligated and you have all these ties and i was like am i just a, like a commercial am i just a commercial right and then i felt like i was but i i'm not as good at like i think branding and figuring out like what's the one version because I, I feel like i also it was limiting because i was like I'm changing all the time and I, who I want to be and what I, I want to, you know, is shifting all the time. And so to have like a, I guess you can always delete your Instagram like I did. <laughs> I find it refreshing though when you don't because there's so much dialogue around like in order to work, you have to have X amount of followers and you have to have this and this and this. But to see what you're doing and what you're accomplishing and it's not about that, it's actually about the work I think yeah. is more powerful than collecting a bunch of people to have a commercial towards, you know? Totally. Totally. I think what's given me, cause for a while I was like, I'm being really stupid by not having an Instagram, but what gave me solace is I was like, well, if there are any projects that I'm missing out on because their prerequisite is that you should have a certain amount of Instagram followers, then those aren't the kind of projects I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like maybe filters itself out. Right. Right. I've been in that position where like I was up for a role between myself and someone else and just because they had a certain amount of followers, they got it. And it was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, yeah, it's you just dodged like, a bullet. Right. Because they're just making a movie disguised as a commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. But you know what? I really respect that you're like, whatever, <laughs> whatever they want to do is okay with me and you don't have one. And, and like cool and hot to be confident about yourself, you know? Yeah. Yes. And cool and hot if you're going into that to just like have trust and mm -hmm. to rely on that trust, I think. Because I know that, you know, it definitely like Instagram is like in some ways one of the best dating apps ever. It's, it's kind of an app disguised as a dating app. And it's the easiest one because it doesn't feel sleazy or weird or like just totally for one purpose. And like. Right. And so I think that like as long as in your relationship there's trust that like because DMs are basically like matches. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I not, hope I'm not, excited. I'm dating I myself. Show you some I've been off DMs. the gram for like three. <laughs> I've been off the gram for a while. No, but also like to credit in Instagram, like I have a lot of friends who are artists who it has been so helpful. Like yeah. they get all their work from mm -hmm. from Instagram. It's like it's incredible in that sense. And like people who, you know, I think that if I was starting out right now, I I would probably have an Instagram. I think. Yeah. Because when I did have an Instagram, I got a lot of um like propositions to work on shorts and work on music videos and people who were just starting out and who wanted to, you know, work with people who they saw on Instagram or something. So I, I, I'm not trashing Instagram right. by any means. What about dating apps? Are you trashing them? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't have very good, like, I can't keep multiple conversations going at once. So you can't date more than one girl at once? Um, but I didn't say that. No. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that. Um, I think that like, no, I mean, just like when there's so many people out there and like you're starting to have conversations with a lot of people and a lot of them die out and you f figure out that you guys aren't 
compatible or whatever. And I already like do this horrible habit with my texting, with my phone, where I'll like let texts build up like over a week. And then I'll just spend my Sunday like binge texting (laughs) and I'll just like be on my phone for like four hours, just replying to all the texts and then being like, why don't I just reply when it happens? But I think like part of me feels like, well, replying begets a reply, which means a full conversation. And then you're on the phone all the time. Yeah. And you're just constantly texting people. And do you guys think that you should be accessible at all times? Well, it's different for us because we have kids, right? So we're in a different, I, I mean, at least I'm speaking for both of us, Olivia, apparently. But I just think it's different once you have kids, you're just constantly like, I have to be, I don't know, maybe that's not true. What do you think? No, but that makes sense. Like you prioritize, like I won't like leave my mom hanging on a text, but like, yeah, like maybe a business thing. I'll be like, oh gosh. Oh yeah. I also like really judge myself on my replies. I feel like I have to wait till I come up with some brilliant, cool reply and then it never comes. (laughs) And then I just don't reply for a while. (laughs) I have a bad memory. So I always feel like I have to reply instantly. I'm the opposite. Like, because if I don't. Good trait then I'll forget. And my husband's always like, this can wait. Like it's a continuous conversation. Just because someone texts you doesn't mean it needs your attention this moment. And I'm always like, but if I don't get it out of the way, I'm going to forget to come back to it. I actually think sitting down on a day and going through it is a smart way to do it because then you don't have all these conversations going. I think there's a couple like Rachel and Rob, that's like an always when it's coming through, I'm always checking it, right? Yeah. But then other people, it's hard to communicate that much. Because if you have like, how many contacts do you have in your phone? Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. So if you're accessible 24 seven and you reply immediately to everyone who's texting you. No. You're not here. You're uh, you're just looking at a void. Do you answer your phone if the people texting actually call you? I definitely like a phone call more than a text, but then sometimes I'm like, it's so horrible, but like, sometimes I'm like, I think I'm like, I'm a very social person. I love, but then I also need a lot of solitude. Mm. And so it's almost like to restore my tank, to fill it up back up so that I can be like the whatever best version of myself or something. So sometimes like I'll get a phone call for somebody who I want to talk to, but I'm like, I don't have the energy. And I'm also really bad at getting off phone calls. So what if this, how long is it going to be? And then I'll go through the spiral and be like, I'm talking for 25 minutes. I got to do this other thing. And it's really avoidance. It's avoidant behavior. You don't know how to get off the phone. You don't have to be, you don't know how to be like, okay, got to go. He's like, I'm trying to get off this podcast. Yeah. Not, not I've been trying to get off for <laughs> half an hour. No, I think, yeah, sometimes isn't it kind of hard? That's why like I, my, one of my buddies, this producer, Jonathan is like, He's so, and my other friend, Ethan, they have this great trait where they're like, if you literally start to like give the kind of almost like the inhale, like, well, they're like, bye. And they just hang up on you. <laughs> it's an amazing trait. I love it. I'm like, the, I, I, I don't like to talk on the phone, but I think it is a part of that of just not knowing how to get off the phone. <laughs> yeah, I think like probably my family and I are bad at getting off the phone and bad at ending conversation. It'll be like literally, it'll be like, all right, mom, uh, I better hit the hay. And she'll be like, yeah, Luke, yeah, got to get some rest and, um, you know, <laughs> get to get the rest for the next couple of weeks here. Because next week, what do you got here? Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> Every time. I'll be like, mom, I got to go. And she'll be like, okay, honey. Did you talk to yeah. your brother? I'm like, you just started a whole new conversation. <laughs> Every single time I got to go. It's a mom yeah. thing. It it's is, right? Thing. Yeah, for sure. It is a beautiful. I like doing it with my mom more than anybody. Aw. I'll I'll let it go on and on with my mom. That's cute. <laughs> Do your parents live in LA? Do you see them a lot? Yeah, they live. Um, they all. My whole family lives in the same cul-de-sac. What? Oh. Except for me right now. <gasps> um, yeah, my sister and her husband and their kid live next door to my my mom and dad. Are my you d- brother me? lives. The same apartment complex, yeah. What? That's a dream. That is so. Yeah. You have to. You gotta go there too. Yeah. What are you doing? I was living there after college, and then I moved out just because uh, I don't know. I felt like I needed to spread your wings. Spread my wings. Spread your wings. <laughs> yeah, but I go over there all the time. That's really, really cute. Okay, you have to pick back to the pad. Yeah, <laughs> back to the pad. <laughs> what uh, if? You had to pick one song that plays when you walk in a room. What would it be? Whoa. But this is every time. Every time. Sorry. Every time you walk in a room, one song plays. What is it? Okay. A lot of variables we've got to think about here. Um, <laughs> it's got to be approachable to everyone in the world. It's yeah. got to Ooh. encapsulate you as a person. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a song that you have already listened to a lot because and it hasn't gotten old yet. Yeah. Um, it has to be something that fits all occasions, whether because if what if you're going to a funeral and then you have like you know I don't know <laughs> they have like a BG song playing, it's not going to be too a cool of a look. You're like staying alive. Um, yeah, I you were born for this know. question. Like you, it's like you've been working on it your whole life. You knew this was coming, didn't you? I, I can come up with all the risks involved, but I can't come up with a the solution. Song. Um, <laughs> the song itself. Um, Something that fits all moods. Do you guys have your answer? Well, I think you're changing my answer by all these variables. Yeah, you're really bringing up some excellent points. Yeah. I think I have mine. You do? What is it? What is it? Well, I don't know if it's because this was just brought up, but I feel like if every time I walked in the room, just the music from Cheers, the <laughs> sitcom came on, you know, you know, can you sing? Do you song? know? Because you're young. Do you know? I know cheers. I can't I can't hear in my head right now. I need to everybody a... knows That's gonna be your song. Wait, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because there's something actually sad about it too. So it would work. It's like a nostalgic song. Yeah. So no matter what, I'd walk in the room and everyone would be like, you know what? I think life is okay. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, that's nice. That is yeah. nice. You still haven't come up with yours. I haven't. Do you have yours? You know, I never have. And you know, the only song that popped into my head was <laughs> Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep. <laughs> Just because I know. That's a perfect funeral song. <laughs> like what? It's just that's because you know when it starts and you're just like. <laughs> How does it start? Go for it. Hold on. I can play two seconds Go of ahead. it. Right, Rob? Hold on, guys. You keep no, thinking this gives, of yours. Give me a second to think here. Yeah, we're giving you, t- we're buying you time here. Thank you. Lou, you should have played Cheers. I'll play it while you look for that. Okay, I got it. Um, it just starts, and you're like, you know, <laughs> can you picture me walking <laughs> into every room, just like. 
walking into your. <laughs> That's totally different. That's totally your different. Kids' graduation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're go- you're going into labor. You walk into the hospital. And it's like. <laughs> um. Are you playing? Okay, I can't I hear I it, Lou. Do... Oh yeah. Wait, do you call Olivia Lou? I do. Do people call you Lou? Yeah, people call me Lou. Because that would make more sense than Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my nickname is Lou. Cool. Wait, you came up. What is it? You came up with yours. Sorry, we rudely cut you off. What's your song? Um, okay, my song is. Um, it wouldn't be great for like going out on the town, but I don't think I want to really base my song off of what's going to be great for going out on the town. I think I would do this song called Little Green Apples by Roger Miller. It's a really sweet song. It's a very like, it's a bright and optimistic kind of lazy, sunny kind of song. But Wait, it's a little, you're in a band. A little sadness. You have a band. Yeah, I do. It's really... I really like your music. I just realized that oh. I've heard it and I love it. And I just remembered oh, awesome. when you were describing Thank that you. song. I was like, wait a minute. It's wait, Attaboy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't even going to bring awesome. it up. He's what we call humble. What yeah. is the song called? All Little right, Green modest. Apples? Yeah. P- find Little his Green song. Apples by Roger Miller. Yeah. I'm going to play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You are a musician. I knew that. Man. <laughs> It's a really awesome band, too. Oh, you song? Okay. Little Green Apple. Yeah. That reminds me now it's I want to, I love it. Now I want to do Blake Foley. I want to do Clay Pigeons because I just oh, heard that. Oh, man. Yeah, Blake Foley. Okay, I'm just, you know, Mob Deep, Blake Foley, we're all yeah. over the place. I feel like we've really covered, we've covered this question because it has been asked before better than ever before wouldn't you say olivia well yeah because you, you really, really put a lot you, of thought into you all the different places you're gonna have to walk in and you got it's just an absolutely insane scenario to even imagine it's I amazing mean, though you're like <laughs> i'm already sick of my choice i'm already thinking of a lot of instances where i'm like oh god <laughs> I, I can't yeah, walk no, in there now <laughs> <laughs> like literally probably wouldn't leave my house yeah <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. What about like Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog or something? Oh, that's just always going to be a good time. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. You think his voice is really going to just not get you and get sick of that one? No, it is. (laughs) Right. I'm... I mean, this is this, this is, is really making this is a thing that's up at night. It is like I'll be laying yeah. in bed tonight. Olivia and I will be texting each other like, no, you know what? I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Wait, here's a question I'm going to throw back at you guys. Yeah. If there's one skill that you feel it is too late in life to learn and to be a master of that you could just instantly be a master of, what would it be? BMX. Wow, right out the gate. Did you say DMX is your song and BMX is your skill? No. I just, I don't know. Just BMX came out of me. It's all, that's all. That's all that happened. I don't think it's too late. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. I don't know. I just tried, that was the most random thing I could think of. And that's what I came up with. I do believe I could do it though. So I'm going to have to rethink my answer. I could definitely fucking BMX the shit out of a fucking. BMX situation. Yeah, spend like three years just going out with the greats and yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you think of me, you think BMX. <laughs> Mine would be singing. What would yours be? Well, I'm thinking a lot about AI, 
You know, I'm oh. thinking a little bit, maybe too, not as fun about the question and more practical. Mm-hmm. Thinking, wondering if acting, how long acting is going to be around. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just like, this is such a boring practical answer, but I think I would be like really just amazing at stocks, like stocks and money, That's like doing smart. stuff with money. Does that interest you? No, it does not interest me. I literally tune out whenever anybody talks about it. But imagine yeah. you kind of, it comes really naturally to you. You have a couple monitors in your in your room and you just kind of spend maybe 10 minutes just kind of clicking and zooming. And, you know, you're just going to toss this stock over here into this little bucket and toss all these. That's how it works. Probably you just toss stock you're in the bucket. That's and what then, you do. Yeah. And then you got a bunch of money. <laughs> That's yeah. you know so what? then you don't have to like, and then you can use that money to get the best like guitar teacher in the world and really just learn the skill from square one and, but on an expedited path with just mm. the best, the best. Broad Ideas is supported by Who Killed Mia? You know, we can't resist a scandalous celebrity headline. So the question we've all been obsessed with is who killed Mia? We're talking, of course, about the epic new murder mystery game from today's sponsor. Relatable. You may know them for their internet-famous party games like What Do You Meme, Let's Get Deep, and New Phone, Who Dis? So, you know, their first foray into a murder mystery game is going to be unlike anything else out there. Who Killed Mia is a fresh take on a murder mystery storyline for the social media age centered around the fictional but incredibly realistic influencer Mia Starr and her untimely death at the Replay Awards. Players work to solve the case using a mix of physical and immersive digital evidence like hacking into Mia's phone as well as gripping live action videos to uncover the killer. Find the game on the Relatable website as well as at Target, Walmart, and Amazon. Follow along on Instagram at RealMiaStar and Who Killed Mia. I love games. I love murder mystery games. And I'm so excited to get all my friends together for this one. When it comes to stalking your favorite celebrity, you always get to the bottom of it. But can you get to the bottom of the murder of the world's favorite influencer and solve the case of who killed Mia? Find out at your next game night. This is a groundbreaking, digitally immersive murder mystery game from Relatable, the creators of hit game What Do You Meme? And you can also save 20% off with promo code IDEAS at Relatable.com slash Who Killed Mia. Celeb news stalkers, it's your time to shine. Do you think that there's an age where you're unteachable or it's gotten too late for you to learn a new skill? 98. I'm just kidding. Sorry. That's for you to answer. No, because No, that's a that's you, a scientific. Yeah, fact. that's a that's a 98 fact. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I don't I don't think so. I think your attitude for life can deteriorate and that can affect your ability to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I will actually, I'll fight my joke because Briar's great grandmother, who's 96, is learning new things all the time because life changes, technology, everything, and she can do it all. She has an Instagram. But what about with like career paths? Like for instance, my husband, he works his profession as a doctor, but if he could do anything, he'd be a singer, right? I think he has a really pretty voice. He does. So I'm like, it's not too late. Do it. Right. And he's like, well, I think that ship sailed. And I'm like, why? Why is that based on how old you are? If you can sing, do it. I think I agree with that tenfold. Like, look at Bruce Springsteen. He's, Mm. I don't know how old now, but he's singing great. But if he, 
Like he probably started when he was like 18, got really damn good when he was like 27. That's not that many years. Right. Right. That's not Your that many could 10 years. Yeah. And he was probably sounding great at 18. That's what I'm saying. I think there's certain things that, you know, I think Rachel could learn BMX. I think you could learn <laughs> stocks. <laughs> I, I think, I, I, but it takes the need and the desire and the love. Like you clearly, Rachel, have a great love for BMX. <laughs> and that would carry you far on your pathway. It would. Me, I, my brain literally shuts down when somebody's like, Fine. Do you have your 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 fucking retirement fund set up right. or some shit? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Why is it that so many people's brains are different? It's like I hear that and my brain shuts down. Me too. I can't math. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. It'd be. You know what? I just yeah. really respect your answer because it was very practical and beneficial. And like it's sort of a cheat code. I mean, like it's like when somebody asks you what superpower you'd have. Like you guys know what the the cheat code answer is what mm -mm. shape shifting because mm. then you get invisibility you can turn into a gnat you get flight you can turn into an eagle you get <laughs> breathing underwater you can turn into a fish you get speed you could turn into a cheetah you get all the superpowers mm. if you were going to shape shift right now what would you turn into oh great question um Wow. I would turn into like the most interesting podcast guest. <laughs> <laughs> you you did it. <laughs> okay. You want to be the most interesting? Answer some of these questions. Olivia, go. Oh. <laughs> so I want you to think about your best friend that has a girlfriend. Okay. Whoever your best friend is that has a girlfriend. The three of you are stranded on an island to survive. One of you is going to need to be eaten. Are you going to eat your best friend or the girlfriend? Or are you going to keep her for yourself and eat the best friend? You see the predicament? I do. I do. Is there any sort of, uh, what kind of materials are on this island? Do we have anything? <laughs> um, Coconuts? The only material you have is to like grill one of <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got a nice, you've got a good little gas grill, a little yeah, a propane grill. tank grill. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Because you have to think about, oh God, you know, this is a hard one. Because what, you're going to wait for them to die or you have to kill them? I don't really know the circumstance. I just know that, <laughs> I just know that one of them has to die in order for the rest of you to survive. Okay, this is, yeah, pretty brutal, pretty brutal thought process going on here upstairs yeah. that I've got going on. Okay. But I'll just walk you through it. Um, I don't think I have it in me to, like, kill. I would have to use the propane tank to kill them, probably, okay. to, to, like, do that. Mm. I don't have that in me. I literally one time hit a deer, and <gasps> I, I, it was, like, half dead, and I was, like, trying to figure I was, like, I have to put it out of its misery. No. And I was, like, I can't. got in a, in a car to, like, maybe— you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I started crying and I was like, and I got back out. But then luckily the deer, just to follow up on the story, so you aren't left hanging, miraculously um, overcame its, its um, well, shock and ran off into the woods. Thank God you didn't um, run it over then. I know. Thank God. <laughs> He's like, a deer stubbed its toe, so I tried to kill so, it. So I was going to have to kill it, obviously. I was thinking a Tommy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. 
Okay, you got to go into, you got to go put yourself into like a castaway mindset of absolute desperation. You're so, so hungry. Um, You're so hungry. It's your best friend, you know, and it's who he loves most. Yeah. And in my case, I know her really well. And I would, I don't, I would, it'd be really impossible. I think that I would, I, and also then you can't just wait for the person to die because then you're not even going to really be able to eat them because I don't think you can eat a dead animal. Oh, they'd be like rotted. Uh, something like that, or they'd something, be spoiled. Oh, or to, oh, something I don't bad. Know. I've never looked into this. <laughs> so I think I would. I would think I would uh, KMS. What? What? I would kill myself. Oh, I would KMS. Say is this a generational oh. thing again? This is I've never heard it explained that way. No, just a, a maybe more respectful, maybe podcast acronym? safe way to say Except that. Everything's an acronym. You would sacrifice yourself. <laughs> I would. I think I would wow. because I would. Then, what does my life look like uh, after that? If we get saved, if I do end up getting sustenance for two of us, and then I've killed my best friend for the rest of my life. But then you got his girlfriend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're right. You're, you're think, doing the right I think, thing. I think I actually would end up doing that because I would really think this through. I mean, if you do end up getting. You, Toot toot, little boat, chug boat comes along. Oh, you guys are saved. You guys, are bellies are full from eating your best friend. Yeah. And then you've got to go carry on with the rest of your life. You might end up. But don't, what if there if is no have, boat that's coming to rescue you? Wouldn't you keep the girl to procreate? And what are you guys going to survive off of? I don't know. I said there's coconuts. Have a bit. You got coconuts? Yeah. Raise a community off of coconuts. Just, start a family. Haven't you seen Moana? what would you guys do oh you keep flipping the script on us here you didn't think about it no and each question we ask him he really like goes there (laughs) we're not used to this like the thinking (laughs) um (laughs) this is a dark one like it sounds kind of fun when you just say it but then when you break it down it's Fucking yeah, dark. yeah, it's so dark. Yeah, I don't know what kind of person would ask these kind of questions. I uh, know, I don't know who would come up with it, Olivia. <laughs> what is wrong with whoever's notebook this is? Yeah, that's her notebook for the record, it's not mine. That's coming off of her notebook. <laughs> this is from Rob himself. <laughs> it's Rob. See, my other here's a question that I have, and you can tell that my notebook is a lot different. Okay. If you had to pick one actress to be opposite you as your romantic lead. For the rest of your career, who would it be? Every See? movie. Wow, that. See, so gentle. Interesting. <laughs> gentle, like a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan kind of sure. relationship. Yeah, sure. Can no, you choose well, an actor that's dead? That's dead. Because <laughs> you, because you had to eat them. them? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I had to survive off of them. You can pick anyone you want, alive or dead, whatever you wish. Wow! Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's hard to just shoot from the hip on these ones. Yeah. You're doing great. You are you, doing you know phenomenal. You do that most people just answer. And you really put a lot of thought into That's it. That's what I said. The thinking. Yeah. He's doing well, listen, a lot of You thinking. can't just like in some ways I'm almost like, well, who who do I love working with who I have worked with in the past? Because you can't just choose a random person and then the odd, what are the odds that you guys don't get along mm-hmm. and you don't and you have bad chemistry and then you have a lifetime of movies with this person fucking right. who you thought man. was super cool and yeah. you love their acting, but all of a sudden it's just They're a, a stiff, nightmare. stiff series of flicks. Yeah. Oof. It's a okay. rough life. So you kind of got to think back, okay, well, who do I love working with? Well, 
I just did a movie with this actor, Eliza Scanlon, who's such a good actor. And she's like such a generous actor. And she's like very versatile and could do a lot of different roles. Practi- once again, practical. We got along great. Very practical. Yeah, so I think I like she's like fun to hang out with. And she's a, one of the best actors I've ever worked with. And and she's versatile. So depending on, we obviously don't want to just do a series of like, you know, Met in New York, Met in New York 2, Met in New York 3. Right. We want to kind of like jump around in mm. eras and probably in styles. And she can really, she's got the, she can put on a lot of different skins. Yeah. So I'd go with Eliza. That's mm. amazing. So that would be like, kind of like a Kate Winslet, like how Kate Winslet, and Leo have done shapeshifters. Yeah, you know, totally shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. a good shapeshifter. Yeah. All right. She's got the superpower already. Doesn't even need the genie in the bottle. There you go. Solid answer. Practical. I have another question. Yep. You're at a mm. bar <laughs> with your best friend. Another best friend. This best friend is single. You don't have to eat. You don't have to eat anyone. <laughs> okay. You guys are talking to a girl. Okay. Okay. The best friend, same level of success in career, let's say, looks, charms, charisma, all the things. My best friend has all those. Okay, good. How do you- Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, I'm- <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I was asking. Your <laughs> best friend. <laughs> I'm saying a best friend that you feel is like, yeah, we could go toe to toe, right? Okay, gotcha, gotcha, What gotcha. is it that yep. you do or say that wins the girl? Oh, Wow. I'm going to have to tap out on this. No, one. he I, just plays his, to, you play your entry song. <laughs> I just play little green apples and just let, <laughs> let Roger Miller do his work. <laughs> no, I think I would have to, I'm not, I'm not really good at that. Um, I You'd think bow I would out? Is loose. that what you're saying? I would bow out. Yeah. Hmm. And then, the, and like, then you'd get like, the girl. Like, Wait, then you'd get the girl. <laughs> so we gave you gold earlier of what to do. Oh, you did? Make fun of her? Is that what you're yes. referring to? Oh, how'd you go, go you into just, Roast Town? Just go, well, yeah. go to Roast Town. Do a little rotisserie. But if you bow out, do a little that's... rotisserie. <laughs> <laughs> but little then... rotis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you bow out, that's kind of like ignoring her, and then that might win. Right. But also, but if you roast out the gate, I feel like you have to have a little bit of um, rapport with somebody to. Like, what's Gross. your name? Like, what's your name? Yeah, you, I don't you know. guys talk all night and then you just go, I just want you to know I'm not interested and get up and walk away. <gasps> that would work? Is that? Yeah. I'm not interested? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wait, okay. With both of you guys, um, in another lifetime, by the way, have you guys seen Past Lives? No. Rob keeps talking about it, though. Rob, we got to have a chat about that. Destroy me. If you, okay, and then if if we're in the movie Past Lives or some version of it, and you guys are in a bar with literally two of the same guy, mm-hmm. like he looks the same. He's it's a replica. We've got clones. One guy. Okay. His name is Derek. Okay. And he's super cool and super um, like funny and good looking, and they're both there with you. And what's the one thing that the one guy says that's going to make the other one? have to walk away and call it quits. Fuck you. 
<laughs> I'm <Come> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's gonna okay. say not interested. No. <laughs> Sorry, right. I had an opportunity. I took it. Um. Sorry, my dogs. Dogs going crazy. What right kind now. of dog? Dog. Hear that? One, two. I've got a little blue healer in my roommate Jackson. I was trying to get my roommate Jackson to come in on this, but he went and looked at another house. But. Why did my, he go? My roommate Jackson White. He's a great actor and a great friend. And Jackson White. He left. Yeah, I asked Rob if he could hop in here. And, and Rob we could said talk no, about. no chance. <laughs> he, Rob said kind of a, a sort of a lukewarm sure, <laughs> um, and we took that as a resounding yes. Yeah. And but then he had to go. So um, he has a little dog named Fred, and I've got a dog named Bodie. He's a little, he's a little blue healer. A little dog. I'm, I just looked him up. I wanted to see. I had a, wanted a face to a name. And Rob says everything lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. No matter what it is, it's going to be a good <laughs> lukewarm. That's just the mo. It's a good. That's that's a good way to be. There's never any enthusiasm unless he's joking and now he sends his texts really enthusiastic to us because you requested some exclamation points yes we didn't request it we just said you know rob you could show a little enthusiasm sometimes so now if we say yeah rob 11 works he'll be like you go girl you're the best i <laughs> i feel <laughs> seen <laughs> dang i don't get those texts from rob well no you, you can give him rob. shit for you it. have to ask for it <laughs> Rob and I are still, you know, still new and fresh, so we're, oh, we're getting. No. You'll work up Although to we, it. We jumped right into the roast. We jumped right into the roast, Rob and I. Okay, good. Yeah, roast, he's flirt for roast it. ratio. Oh, yeah, good. He is flirt for roast it. ratio. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, what are your thoughts on a girl sleeping with you on the first date? He's um, like, I'm down. <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, I think, I think like it totally just depends on the person and the dynamics and and how the night is going and how it's all feeling. Hmm. I don't think that like if you sleep with someone on the first date, it makes you like a man whore or, you know, whatever. I think that um, if it's like good, it's like, why not? You know, it's like sometimes you just want to just let the snowball become a <laughs> snowman, you know, roll down the hill and and see what it becomes. <laughs> let that Which snowball is, become a that's snowman. That's a classic metaphor. It I'm really sure you is. guys are familiar with that one. <laughs> I think that that's how you would win someone. You just go, let's just let this snowball become a snowman. I think that's the line. That's right? the line. That's I, the opener honestly, for that sure. Because it's, it's so vague. Nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It's almost a riddle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your longest relationship? Four years. Mm. Wow. That's you're long. so young to have had a four year. Or maybe not. Had a four year out of college. Yeah. Okay. That's long. Respectable. Yeah. What's your guys' longest? Uh, 11. 10. 11. 11. 10. It's long. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, am I asking this last one? Did you go through all yours? Age range. What do you oh. think about age range is? What about them? Do you have them? <laughs> <laughs> What's in an age? <laughs> um, I don't. You know, I've met like 30 year olds who have like the personality of somebody who's like, you know, 20 year old. And then I've mm. met like, you know, 40 year old who's has the personality of like a 20 year old. And then I've also met like a 20, I don't know. It's, it's just like, <laughs> depends on, depends on <laughs> like everyone has the, yes, their technical age, but I feel like, you know, 
It just depends on the person and how they walk through life and how they see life. And some people just are, they have a natural disposition where they already are, you know, mature. And some people have a natural disposition where they learn it slower. It's a really boring and weird answer. Um, I don't have an age range. Yeah. I mean, there's basically um, no age range. Just basic person based kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That works. Of age, though. Does that work? It, yeah. It's like a bit of a bummer answer. A bummer Sorry answer? Just... No. What if you were like, I go from, <laughs> you had specific. <laughs> oh, my age range. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I actually want to talk about this yeah. from August uh, 10th, <laughs> yeah. 2000. Yeah. It's not a bummer. We had someone on that was like, I won't go over 30. And we're like, you're over 30. Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, no, not doing it. So that was a bummer to us, even though. Won't go over 30. What if the love of his life is like 31? Right. Even love of his life is 42. Yeah. Love I mean, of his life is 89. I mean. And stopped learning. Look at Sarah Paulison <laughs> and you know her girlfriend? No. Yes. Oh my God. Look him up. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Googling. And someone was making a joke the other day. She's like, would you date me? And she's like, maybe if you're 10 years older, um, her girlfriend's much older. Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Mm-hmm. Paulson. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and girlfriend. And her girl. Are you typing that out? Yeah. Yeah. And her girlfriend. <laughs> we just write her name and oh, girlfriend. Oh, Holland Taylor? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea about Isn't that this. Awesome? What a beautiful thing. That is awesome. I love that couple. At what point do you introduce a girl to your parents? Um, kind of when it happens naturally. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think like whenever it happens uh, organically, I think, um, I don't have uh, any rules as to when that happens. I mean, it's definitely a sign. It's not just like a meaningless interaction mm-hmm. or introduction. Definitely is like, I feel like this might be something because you don't want, I think to introduce my family is like really tight, tight family. And I think, you know, they went in the past, like they will take, you know, my brother's girlfriends or my sister's boyfriends or my, you know, anyone I've dated as they take them in really. And so if it doesn't work out, it's like a painful extraction, you know, mm-hmm. um, where that's painful for everybody. Um, and so that's not something to take too lightly, but also, you know, it's, it's not like a hard rule thing. I don't think. Okay. Organically. Happens. Yeah, organically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But again, there's a lot of thought that goes into it that I think is considerate for all the parties yeah. involved. That sounds, yeah. you know. You seem very consider. You consider things. You're very considerate. You're very considerate. <laughs> <laughs> what sign are you? I'm Aquarius. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> My son's an Aquarius. Cool. When's his birthday? February 16th. Nice. That's a great. I love February birthdays. My mom and sister are both February birthdays. Oh, really? When are you? Yeah. January 29th. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, cool. What are red flags in a relationship? (laughs) Probably the wrong, like, sign. Oh. Are you? No, he's joking. (laughs) Finally, someone who thinks like me. (laughs) I'm like, I think he's joking. (laughs) Um, no, my, I, I mean, I do, I do abide by some sign, 
you know, some horoscope beliefs. My sister knows a lot about it and she has taught me quite a bit. Um, but then there are some parts where it's like, um, this applies to everyone a little bit kind of thing. Sure. But, but then there's spots, spots where it's like, this is undeniable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just undeniably true. <laughs> um, okay. Red flags. Oh man. Um, holy smokes. Oh God. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Like some of these rule things, like I don't really have like a, I don't really have any because, uh, you don't really know. Some people can do the same thing that doesn't work for you that another person does and it's fine for you, you know? Yeah, interesting. Like one person can like sing along to every song in the car while you're driving and it's like annoys the hell out of you. And then another person can do it and you're like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Um, it's called a new relationship. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I think like it can have in red flags unless it's like, Something that, I don't know, like you might be depriving yourself of meeting somebody that has like all the green flags, but they have one red flag that's like your rule. And then all of a sudden you're disqualifying somebody who maybe could be amazing. Mm. And like maybe the red flag is that you have a red flag and you can't get over this one thing. Oh, like right. maybe if, if my red flag is like that they don't, you know, I don't know. Um, what's an example of a red flag? Like uh, Bill lives with their parents. They live with their parents. Okay, that's a great example. <laughs> I hadn't thought about stuff like that. Okay, I was thinking more personality-wise. Yeah, so maybe that's like, okay, maybe they live with their parents, but and you really don't like that. Um, but they have like all these other amazing qualities. And maybe it's like, okay, I got to find out, do they love living with their parents? Is this something that they want to do forever? Or maybe is there some kind of part of them where I can introduce them to what life outside of the parental living situation looks like and how glorious it can be and what solitude and autonomy looks like. And maybe we can be a part of this discovery together. Or if you have that red flag where you're like, somebody's like, I'm going to set you up with this guy. He's really fucking awesome. He's so cool and hot and sweet and funny and talented. And, but he lives with his parents and you're like, red flag, can't do it. And then it's just like, a dead end. You just cauterize something that could have bloomed into a beautiful flower. Right. You don't know. Cause what if he's doing it to help them? Mm. What if, what, you know? if? what if he's helping out his mom? Right. Yeah, what if she needs him? Can I just say something? Yeah. Can I make a blanket statement here? Just observing how you're answering questions and whatever. I'm just going to go as far as saying you're just an open person. You are very open to experiences, to people, to <laughs> What may come your way? <laughs> you're not limiting. Not you're not yeah. limiting yeah, you gotta be. yourself. You, you gotta, you gotta be a fish in the river. You can't be a boulder fighting it, the current. You can't be right? a boulder. <laughs> you can't be a boulder. <laughs> you can't. But also, you guys have such a good rapport and such a good um, openness. So it's encouraging and feels like a safe space. Thanks. Oh. We like creating it's safe also spaces. An Aquarius thing. The openness. Yeah, the water. Swimming yeah. in the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. My grandma yeah. was an Aquarius, and I feel like most, I know it's not every Aquarius, but most Aquariuses have a very open mind and heart. Mm. Well, you are displaying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. With that being said, I'm going to finish up here with my last question. Well, yeah. Wait, did We're you finish all yours, Lou? Oh, no, I have the most important question. Oh. Oh, man. 
What is your ideal sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, cool. Love <laughs> this question. You know, me and my, my my buddy Pfeffer just the other day went to Cookbook and got their turkey sandwiches, which are really great. Mm. Um, and uh, we were having a big discussion about why we loved it so much. If there was room for improvement, what could they do? But for example, Cookbook, they pre-make their sandwiches and they wrap them in like wax paper and then they keep them on the counter. So that limits you in terms of tomatoes. You can't pop an heirloom in there mm-hmm. and leave it on the counter. It's mm-hmm. going to soak into the bread, ruin their awesome quality bread. But if we're talking a fresh sandwich, I would do like some really fresh sourdough bread. Um, I would do some arugula. Mm-hmm. I kind of said that weird. Arugula. <laughs> uh, arugula? Aru- I'd do definitely some arugula. <laughs> and, um, and then um, some... Pepper jack cheese, hmm. turkey, hmm. aioli, mm-hmm. a little bit of pesto, oh. and heirloom tomatoes. Amazing. Okay. I respect it. And any avocado on this piece? I love avocado. I do. But in sandwiches and burgers, they just slip out like a wet they fish. They do slip they out. They never stick around. They don't. Maybe they need yeah. a little mashing. That sounds really good. Yeah, maybe they could use a little mashing. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. My little, totally. little I would mashup. be down with a little mashing near the bread and then yeah. mayo or aioli kind of in, on top of that. See? Maybe just a light, light mustard. And then <laughs> you know what you have to do with sandwiches? What? A lot of people forget. Salt and pepper. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Always hit it with salt and pepper. But do you do regular salt or do you do like the flaky? Whatever's around, but if I have a... <laughs> If I have options, I'll do some Himalayan, you know? Yeah. These are important yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Super important. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and being such a trooper and really putting some thought into the questions. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. That was so much fun. So nice so to nice meet you. So nice to meet Thanks you. Thanks for having me. So if I fall asleep at like nine, which I do sometimes, I'll wake up in the middle of the night because my body doesn't want to sleep more than seven hours. So it's up in the middle of the night. I fell back to sleep and you dream really hard, you know, when you fall back to sleep. And in my dream, there was a child and he had transitional lenses. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) That sounds like a fucking nightmare. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I have to tell Olivia, I just saw a kid with transitional lenses. That's so funny. I know. thought you'd appreciate that. Are they dark right now or are they fine? They're medium. They're medium. They're not not glasses right now. Yeah, they're not completely clear. You guys, what am I supposed to do? Well, for one, stop buying more pairs of them. Oh, yeah. Every time you walk by a glasses kiosk. Yeah, she's just (laughs) obsessed with transitional. People send me everything on social media about transitional glasses now it's really funny it's all positive or is there any negative there's no negative everyone fully nobody's sending me negative at least because they're kind people that listen to this show right that's fair that's fair you'd have to be kind of an asshole to go out of your way to send you negative things about transitional lenses (laughs) yeah i'll be on the hunt but people are honest i had some moments recently on our social media that upset me not like they were upsetting Whatever, they thought I was hating on Pittsburgh. Oh, no. Which you, I mean, you were, to be fair. No, I wasn't. I love Pittsburgh. 
I'm so down for Pittsburgh and its people, and it's beautiful. I love Pittsburgh. And it made me sad. You love Pittsburgh. I love it. Are you kidding? I'm like a stealer. You are a stealer. And a pirate. I wave my terrible towel. You wave your towel? That's what you do in Pittsburgh for the stealing. You wave your terrible towel. I knew what you meant. You knew that? Well, that's like kind of a, not just a Pittsburgh thing. Like that's like a sporting thing. They have their specific one though. It's a thing. Right. They have their specific. Terrible towel. Oh, that specific. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, Something else this morning I thought of and I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this with you guys. This happens quite, not quite often, but like anytime my periods like do. And Mm -hmm. let's say I have like a beach day coming up or a vacation or going to Universal Studios all day and I'm on the toilet, you know, your first pee is usually when it comes and like, I'm like, oh good, it didn't come. And I go to myself, hold on for one more day. (laughs) And I just wanted to share that. And I wondered if anybody else does that. They go to Wilson Phillips and they sing, hold on for one more day. You know, that's that's my (laughs) go-to. Have you ever done that, Lou? I have used that song for a number of different things. But not not getting your period. No, I usually go to Sunday, bloody Sunday. Right, because that's when you get your period. Yeah. Got it. Or I go to even flow. <laughs> <laughs> there are many, many numbers that could be used. <laughs> did I tell you about that experience with that song that I had? Wait, I feel like you did, but please share when i was like in my 20s and i was working at a like a boutique mm-hmm. parker posey came in and she's like i'd never met her and she's like i'm doing this movie and i've got this song stuck in my head and i was like what song is it and she was like you know that there was change and we just and i was like but you hold on for one we sang the whole entire song just straight face standing face to face singing the song into each other's face from start to finish. And it was a fucking moment. I thought you were going to say even flow. No. Because <laughs> you had said even flow and you're like, have I told you that story? And I thought you were going to no. be like Parker Posey and I saying every word to even flow in each other's faces. <laughs> that would be equally as good. That would be equally as good. I love that you did that. It is a very universal song. Like, I don't know if it's aging out, you know, because we're obviously a little older, but it really works in so many cases. Rob, do you even know that song? Nope. What? what? We've had this exact conversation. I think my response then was, oh. <laughs> I don't know the version of it that you're singing. I Wait might know the real song. We've had this conversation about Hold On by Wilson Phillips? Uh, we've The Parker Posey one. We've See? Had. This is yeah. what it's like working with old ladies. Yeah. yeah. No memory. I'm, I'm I'm beginning to But uh, I haven't understand. told you that I sing that to my vagina no, no, when no, no. I that, that was <laughs> not get my period. <laughs> that was new. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious what other songs people sing about their period. Yeah. I bet there's well, you know what? We should we're taking a poll. Anybody have any submissions? They're welcome yeah. here. You know who I think is gonna appreciate this conversation? Lewis, who is our guest that you've just listened to. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you how'd you feel about Lewis? I loved Lewis. Lewis, you were just a ray of sunshine, my friend. A breath of fresh air. I loved how deeply he went with our questions and the consideration he took was very I was very touched. It really Yeah, I think got he's awesome. Me. Yeah, he's rad. How's everyone else's week been? <laughs> I can't. Olivia's been dealing with some shit. Shit. Uh, on what shit? It's too much. Uh, 
It's school stuff. Not switching my schools for my kids. The last minute, just nightmares. Well, we had a hurricane since we last talked. That's true. How was the hurricane for you guys? It was fine. Um, Calvin went rock climbing. During it? Outside? <laughs> no, at, at a rock. He goes rock climbing every Sunday. I was there with him and then the earthquake thing came on my phone. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. I didn't feel it at all. Um, and then him and I went and walked around in the rain for like two hours and he jumped in puddles. That's cute. That's a good dad. Mm-hmm. Briar yeah. and her friend were outside during the rain on the trampoline. They were having a blast. Yeah, kids love rain. They do. The first That's the first time I've had like an alert on my phone for an earthquake. I think it's new technology or something, but I, I heard it and I thought it was about flash flooding or something. And I looked and I was like, oh, shit. And I like froze and like braced myself. I'm like, earthquake. But I didn't feel anything. It was a semi-alarming It was message. very alarming. That's why I like froze and I was like, what do we do? It was like, hold on, earthquake happening. Brace yourself. Yeah, that moment, that whole thing, we were driving on the grapevine through the five during the hurricane. And everyone afterwards, I was like looking at people's social media and they're like, that wasn't a hurricane, it was rain and da, da, da. When you're driving through, it feels like a hurricane. Like people were spun out left and right, hydroplaning, car accidents. It was pretty nuts. And we were like getting the alerts and driving through it. And then they're like, and it's an earthquake. I'm like, oh, we're just like casually driving through the apocalypse. Yeah, that's not a good time to be driving. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the alert said, earthquake detected, drop cover and hold on. Yeah. yeah. Protect Literally, yourself. We thought you're like bracing yourself. I was like, what the? And I was pretty calm about all, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's coming. The tr-. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I'm not an alarmist. And then I got that alarm and I started collecting every candle in my house and knowing where they were and changing my batteries and my flashlights and stuff. That's a bit of an alarmist. Well, after the earthquake thing, it freaked me out. And I had a friend, Briar's friend sleeping over. So I like pant. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm responsible for another kid, you know? Did you prepare it all for it? Because I know people in LA really freaked out. No. Did I prepare? How do you prepare? People were like boarding stuff up. Well, in the grocery stores were like picked clean. It was like covid beginning of covid Are grocery serious? store really yeah god all the waters were gone oh my god i guess i get that if the water system collapses but fill up some water bottles while you have water well why do they do th- i mean i guess some places were hit really hard right i think the don't drive they were right about like when we were driving <laughs> i was like we should not because we were on a camping trip So we had to get home and we're like, okay, well, let's try and beat the storm. We didn't, but I did feel like at least Jeff has a little bit of experience growing up in Pittsburgh, knowing how to drive in rain. Right. That doesn't matter though, because the roads here aren't built. It doesn't matter. But he knows when there's a puddle, you don't break in the puddle. Like, sure. Yeah. I don't know that growing up in in LA. Can I tell you? I didn't know this information. No. All my years in Canada during the winter... I didn't have to drive in that growing up. It is terrifying. Like you hit black ice. Like I would just be like sailing down the driveway out of control being like, well, (laughs) see what happens. This is where I die. (laughs) Like literally it's, it it is a skill. Like you grow up with it. It's way. Yeah. It's different. You know, at least what to like avoid, you know, when to like, I, I don't know. I feel like LA drivers don't necessarily know how to drive in the rain because we haven't, had to? No, they don't. 
No, we don't. I, I mean, it's a combination of that though, and the roads aren't built to sustain that much rain. Right. No, so they're it, not. it isn't the same as driving in Chicago or Pittsburgh in the rain. No, it's not. And we were getting flat, like we were driving through puddles where our whole car was like, it felt like we were in roaring rapids, like on a, it was, it was stupid. And we're getting alerts from like, we're getting calls from Jeff's family and my mom, like duck cover, hold tight, don't move. You're going through a hurricane. We're like, oh, we're driving home. Did you get a bunch of concerned texts and calls, Rachel, from friends and family? Negative. I, I didn't either. A bunch of people said that they were getting calls and stuff. Oh, actually, and... we did get one call from the East Coast. Like, we just saw, are you guys okay? <laughs> and uh, we were fine. <laughs> yeah, we got we got zero. <laughs> yeah, I realized that I had one. Then like someone texted me like, put anything away outside that could blow away. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like an umbrella or something. I'm like, I don't have those things. Lawn furniture. I don't know. Here's the thing. The news makes everything bigger than it is. So that's my question, right? Like, obviously they do. And that's why I think I I go about, but like, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Because you're like, yeah, eh, this is not, oh, okay, here we go. They're making this huge thing. And it's not going to be a huge thing. But when do we know the difference? Right. And you need to prepare somewhat. I mean, like the beginning of COVID when we all thought like, oh, we'll just be two weeks. You know, we just have to like, you know, get to the paper. Yeah. Hide out for two weeks and then it'll be fine again. You know, but they were right. And then so there's an example of like, oh, no, they weren't right, though. They weren't. It wasn't two weeks. No, I'm saying we thought <laughs> I thought. serious enough. Yeah. I feel like no matter what it is, we're getting little spoonfuls of the truth. It's either way over exaggerated or trying to be downplayed. Well, you think it's them willfully giving us bits of the truth? I don't. They don't know. They don't know how bad the storm's going to be. Right. They're well, projecting no, they worst know. case so that there's yeah. not a mass of amount of people getting hurt because they ignore it and go camping and drive back in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think they also. I think the news does play on hysteria. For sure, you know? for sure. But they don't have a crystal ball and no. Like, they're not intentionally... I mean, maybe they are intentionally withholding some information, but I, they don't know the outcome of the hurricane or COVID to have been like, well, let's just pretend like we don't know or tell people the opposite. Well, th- we're talking about two different things, right? There's the government and then there's the media. So mm-hmm. it's like the, the media doesn't know what's going to happen with COVID. You're like mm-hmm. what you're saying. They don't know. They're not like giving us misinformation, but mm-hmm. I do think they hype up when there's any sort of fear, they go all in on it. Yeah. Well, that's all just so that people click and watch and. Yeah. It's for ratings, for money, marketing. I thought you were, you were tiptoeing towards a like. I'm not going there. I'm not <laughs> going to the government, the big guy. <laughs> you were tiptoeing towards tiptoeing towards some conspiracy theory stuff. No, it's not even conspiracy theory. There's No, I know, I know. You the way I you were saying it made sense. It just you could have yeah. very easily took a, a soft left turn. No, into, not doing it. Not doing it. Into not the, doing it. The media. No. Mm-mm. All I'm saying is sometimes I think things are played up a bit for fear. Yeah. Well, the news is all fear. Even like Instagram news, like every story 
that's news on there from like whatever outlet. I'm not saying it's always like the most legit outlets, but it's like this person just died from da da da. This what news it, are you getting on Instagram? I don't know. What I'm just saying, there's like a ton of different outlets and it's just like it'll filter through. Also, every time we talk about my fears, the snake in the toilet, then on Instagram, what did I see? Real stories, right? We talked about this. Then what did we talk about? My fear of enclosed water slides. Because if you get stuck, and what did I see? I sent it to you guys. A man who got stuck inside. No, I didn't see that. You don't look at our texts. <laughs> well, you both are guilty of it at different times. Okay, fine. Well, mine are worth because looking at. <laughs> I was off the you grid, to be fair. Anyway. Rachel's off the grid when you're not off the grid. <laughs> I'm permanently off the grid. But yeah, a man got stuck in an in, in closed water slide. This is not going to sound nice, but how large was he? He was not. It was like a teenager. Oh, he was not large. Okay. I'm telling you, fear. And then I saw it. It wasn't like what you were afraid of where there's going to be like 40 people crammed in there and then water's going to fill up. He just got stuck. Yeah, but still, it was still someone getting stuck in one, okay? Okay. I have a question about fear. (laughs) Yes. And I would like to know what your guys' relationships are with your parents around fear because I'm Mm. struggling with something right now where I'll have fears and then I'll call my mom and she'll go, oh, well, you don't want to do that because X, Y, and Z. She'll feed into the fear. And she just jumps straight into the fear with me. And I'm like, dude, that's not helpful. I feel like as people get older, I don't know if she watches too much like news or whatever, but I feel like she jumps straight into the fear and I will say it's hard for me. Let me tell you, because my mom is the complete opposite, but to the okay. point where like I'm annoyed, like be in this fear a little bit with me to like validate oh, it, what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Instead of like, I'm like, mom, no, but mom, like, you know what I mean? Like be in the reality of the whatever it is. <laughs> uh, that's how I feel. Be in the reality of it. Like I'm in the fear just be a little bit in the reality, which is somewhere outside of the fear, and you're having the same experience, just the opposite. Right. What about you, Rob? I don't ask my mom for <laughs> advice for parenting. It's like you and I call our moms for everything. Yeah, but even if I'm not asking. Yeah, right. we're not talking about that stuff. Your mom is particularly in the fear, though, Olivia. Well, my mom is too. That's why we don't. That's why right. she we, know we not just to won't go to her with it. Talk about that stuff because. Right. We we know what her response is going to be, and it's going to be too far in one direction. So we don't right. bother. I, it's hard because I feel like, to be honest, I feel like I'm picking some of that up. Like when we were camping, like my natural instinct is to say no to everything. Like they're driving the boat and Elliot's on the tube and he's going fast. My cousin is like driving it really fast. And I want to be like, stop. Stop. It's too fast for him. And then when we stop, he's like, more. And I'm like, I can't tell anymore. Is your cousin saying more? No. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, I can feel myself being afraid of, like, Elliot jumping off of the dock and, like, all the things. Oh, well, with kids, of course you go to the fear because the biggest fear is, like, losing a kid, right? And there's many times where my brain will go to the most morbid places and it's awful and you feel awful. Um, but you have to try to work with that in your brain. I will say like Briar was being, we went tubing and I was like, dude, go faster. See if we can flip her off. 
So that's what my cousin did to his own kids. Right. Like, because I know she's having fun. She's not scared, you know? I don't really want her to fall off, but I mean, like, it was fun seeing her, like, fly all over the place because she was having a great time. Elliot can swim, right? Yeah. And he was wearing a life jacket. (laughs) Then he's fine. Not off the dock. He was jumping without a life jacket off the dock, right? He was doing both. But he can swim. Yeah. Yeah. If he fell in, wouldn't be the worst thing. Well, so here's where my brain goes. You want to know how dark my brain is? Yeah, go. We're on the boat. My cousin's driving it really fast. Jeff's on the boat. Shepard's on the boat in the life jacket. Elliot's in the tube. And I flash back into my mind to this documentary I watched where these teenagers went out and got like really drunk. I don't know if I want to hear this. <laughs> and All right, Chloe, take your headphones off, Rachel. The teenagers <laughs> got really drunk and the guy was like driving the boat out of control. One of the teenage girls fell off, knocked her head on the boat. Goner. They never found her. They ended up finding her, obviously, like five days later or something, but she died. So in my mind, we're having a lovely boat day. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to put my life jacket on. Because if he drives really fast and we fall off, I need my life jacket on in case I hit my head. And you can't see in a lake. No, swimming in a lake definitely scares me. Olivia, you do this though. Like Olivia will share with me these stories where I didn't have certain fears before. And then she's like, did you ever see the show, The Affair? And then she explains this like crazy- oh, the, the, dr- the drowning? Yeah, this thing. And I'm like, well, I never thought about that before. Now- The dry drowning? Or, yeah. yeah, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for supplying that information. <laughs> well, guess what? Then I lost a friend to it. Someone what? I know- from USM, one of my friends okay, from I don't, school I don't think died I can ha- of dry I drowning. The state I'm in right now, I can't handle this, okay, these stories. It. Let's Please. change it. God, I'm so <laughs> overwhelmed right now. I'm like stressed sorry. out. I'm and Olivia's like, let me tell you all the ways that we could die or you our could children die. could die. <laughs> so those are the things I stress about. Rachel stressed <sighs> out about, I don't know if I should get pizza or have balloons. Are you minimizing like, my stress? You just need to think about like what the likelihood of them dying from a boat accident versus like you guys driving home in a hurricane or just driving to the grocery store. I don't like, want you guys. Can we please 50 change times the more subject? more likely to die in a car accident that you're of things you're doing just every day. So guys, being fearful of these like really extreme accidental things isn't worth it. Okay, question really quick and mm-hmm. then we'll move on. So did you think that was next level of me to put the life jacket on myself? Or do you think, yeah, that's smart? No, I put a life jacket on. That's fine. I like wearing life jackets. Because we weren't wearing life jackets on the boat because we're... The kids were. swim. The kids were, obviously. But... I'm trying to think. Did I... We were... Because we just did a lake vacation. Did I have a... I think I had... I feel like I I had a life jacket I hope so, Rachel. What does that mean? Like, I can't swim? No, (laughs) but I do... the other adults Swimming in a lake definitely is not my favorite it just feels kind of spooky <laughs> oh you mean the rattlesnakes that are in the lake there's rattlesnakes in lakes what are you talking yeah. about okay i quit i need to go <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore today this is not fun not fun for me <laughs> you're I'm such sorry. an yeah, they asshole they like to swim up they like I'm to sorry. swim up your asshole you just such heard an about asshole, the... olivia i'm sorry it's all i could think about great thank you Appreciate You're it. Welcome. This is You're wonderful. Welcome. 
because I had this whole new thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm scared to swim in a lake, but like, I'd rather that than the ocean because I have my issues with the ocean. I love the ocean. I respect the ocean. I don't necessarily think we're supposed to be in it. That's okay. like a different world. And I respect it. <laughs> and I don't want to be like eaten or stung or whatever. Anyways, I don't like this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel horrible. You don't. But also, have you heard about this other way you could die? So yeah. there's this new cult. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys, this is not nice. I'm sorry. You know the these state are the I'm in. that go through my head. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Maybe for the rest of this, keep it to yourself. I deal with the rest of my know, life. The added anxiety I have with an electric car. <laughs> I said this you think you're going to get I mean. electrocuted? No, just like, am I going to run out? Where am I going to fill up? I have to like calculate. It's just like my brain is not well right now and so that's just like an added thing to it where i'm like god damn it does it have the thing uh where it tells you where all the charging stations are probably all right well maybe we should give you a little lesson of how to use the okay. features of it and then you'll feel totally fine because there's always a charging station within like five miles especially in la worst case you take 15 minutes and can go charge okay but if you're plugging in when you get home it doesn't matter Okay. Okay, Rob. You <laughs> <laughs> don't feel good in my brain. <laughs> uh, See, that's the difference. You'd jump in a lake and not be scared, and I'd drive an electric car and not be scared. That's not true. You would, ha you would not enjoy the electric part for your brain. You wouldn't. I know you. Don't try to tell me you'd be fine. You Fuck don't off. know me. You don't know me. <laughs> Fuck off, Olivia. You think you know me? <laughs> I do that to Jeff all the time. Do you guys ever feel that way where you just like look at someone that you've known for so long and you're like, you don't know me? <laughs> yeah, we've had this conversation about Cookie Monster and the crackers. Well, yeah. That's actually really when people don't know you. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. It's an epidemic. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this has been, you know what this has been? Enjoyable. <laughs> very fitting for lewis all these death I mean, defying lewis is gonna be so talking about. excited i'd actually like to hear his response because you think he's gonna listen yeah <laughs> that's what i was gonna say there's no way he's gonna listen i don't know if he's this. gonna listen but i would enjoy hearing his response to it if he did because of his response to like our questions you know what i mean yeah yeah this is wonderful i'm ready to start my day I feel good going out in the world in my electric car. <laughs> Avoid the lakes. I'm going to go to a lake. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>